Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the FXR Racing Race Tech Suspension Privateer Island Life Podcast with uh, Mitchell Oldenburg. Like talking to Freckle, like catching up with him. Uh, he had a really good Aussie round, uh, round three of the World Supercross round and series. So we'll talk to him about that and more here on the show. Thank you to the uh, FXR Racing guys for coming on. They're going to stay on for next year as well. So you look at uh, Chris Kiefer and Phil Nicoletti and Mike Brown and Brock Tickle and Grant Harlan and all these privateers running FXR Racing. So Pulpamex 30 is the code to save with those guys. Uh, great stuff. I, I've been wearing some of their mountain bike stuff as well. Uh, it's top quality. Fishing, too. If you're a fisherman, I know it's November, but if you fish, check out FXR Racing, man. Seriously, they got some really cool stuff. So thank you to the folks at FXR Racing and, of course, Racetech. You know about their suspension, right? You know about their porting. But in addition to the CNC porting, trusted by the world's fastest privateers and multiple factory teams throughout the industry, Racetech offers custom Vortex ECU tuning and many parts to boost performance and reliability. Did you know that Racetech manufactures all their seats and guides in-house and create custom seats and guides for you as well? So Racetech's much more than suspension is what they're getting at here. And Pulp23 is the code to say with those guys. Thank you to, um, uh, to Racetech and FXR. Thank you to the folks at Roost MX as well. Pulp Nation is a code to save with Roost MX. 48-hour turnaround from the Roost MX guys, uh, from the wild to the mild. They can design it all. Pitch shirts, canopies, wraps, all of that stuff at RoostMX.net. Go to the website. Pulp Nation is the code to save and the code to use um, when you go to uh, to do it at RoostMX.net. And they help a lot of privateers out there, of course, and uh, big parts of Team USA as well also. So thank you to RoostMX.net for coming on board the podcast. Thank you to the folks at Namira as well. Pistons, uh, connecting rods, all sorts of top-end parts. For over 21 years, Namira has been pushing the limits of value and reliability in the world of engine components for motocross, ATV, UTV, and personal watercraft. Uh, whether you're restoring your vintage bike, rebuilding a new 450 race motor, working on your four-wheeler, Namira has what you need. Uh, and also they got new and exciting products for 2024 coming as well. Connecting rods, gasket kits, and more. Namira, uh, no code needed to save. Just go there, and you'll see the great prices at Namira Technologies. Thank you to those guys for coming on board. We'll tell you more about uh, Firepower and Maxis, Seat Concepts, Zools, uh, later on in the show. But uh, here's uh, myself and uh, Mitchell Oldenburg talking World Supercross, talking AMA Supercross, talking Vince Freeze, talking more. Here we go. All right, everybody, as promised on the FXR Racing Race Tech Suspension Privateer Island Live podcast, a, a real good guy in the sport, a person I love to catch up with, and uh, especially because he's been doing some racing this off season. So on the uh, Privateer Island podcast, it's Mitchell Oldenburg. What's up, Freckle? How are you, man? Oh, I'm good. We're just uh, trying to get recovered here from, from the travel for coming back from Australia, but uh, yeah, excited to be on. Yeah, thanks, man. Lots to talk about when it comes to next year, too, because I, I did talk a little bit with Tony Alessi, your manager, at uh, the SMX round in, in L.A., and he told me some of the plans that you guys had, so we'll get into that and more, but WSX, uh, you got second at the final round in Australia. You did round one on a 250, then jumped to 450 for the last two. Um, I guess let's let's just go through World Supercross. Like, obviously, Adam... Got some criticism. Series was shortened. Uh, not everybody was happy with the uh, Abu Dhabi track and things that went on there. But the Australian round looked like a banger. Um, overall, Freckle, three rounds, World Supercross. What would you think? Um, yeah, it was it was okay. Um, obviously, when this series came about, it was uh, it was really exciting for guys like me. Um, just for the simple fact that. You know, I looked at it as a as a way to extend my career another, you know, five plus years. Mm -hmm. So, um, obviously, I was all about it. I was all for it. Um, you know, myself and and my team, Motor Concepts, we were we were all in on it. So it was, um, yeah, it was really exciting, and and we were you know trying to build it up and trying to um, kind of help help it grow and and get going and. Uh, yeah, it's just a bummer the way kind of things unfolded this year and obviously last year. It's it's tough. I understand it's it's a it's a new thing. It's it's there's a lot of challenges that come with obviously running races in other countries and, and getting stuff um, worked out as far as stadiums and and amenities and stuff like that. So um, it was uh, yeah, it was a pretty big bummer just with with the racing being canceled or mm -hmm. a lot of the races being canceled this year. You know, I mean. Uh, this is this is how a lot of us, um, not only riders but mechanics and everybody else, pay their bills. So uh, when when that stuff happens, it's like uh, 
it's kind of like a, a little bit of panic sets in, right? Like what, what are we going to do? Right. Mm-hmm. Cause we, we've been kind of waiting for these races all, all summer. And, um, when they don't happen, it's like, well, now, now how am I going to pay my bills? Right. So, um, yeah, but overall, I think it's, it's, uh, it's, it's got a lot of room for improvement. I think, I think there's a lot of stuff that, um, like you said, there's a lot of criticism going around and, and I think a lot of it is, is, um, warranted and necessary. And mm-hmm. then there's other stuff that it's like, man, I, okay. Like I understand there is, there is some stuff that is just out of their control. So it's tough. Yep. Um, I think England went pretty well. I think there's obviously some hiccups. Um, I think just it being the first round again since last year, um, yeah, it was just it was just kind of tough, and then um, obviously the race is being canceled. The next round was Abu Dhabi, and and to be completely honest with you, like Abu Dhabi was uh, it was it it wasn't what I signed up for to be honest. <laughs> just uh, like from an arena cross track and second row stuff, or yeah, okay, yeah, more so that. Like I mean, okay. I I don't want to race arena cross. There's a reason I don't race arena cross, right? Yeah, um, it's it's just not my cup of tea and I don't enjoy it. I don't enjoy, um, having to, uh, look over my shoulder in every turn because I'm afraid someone's going to T-bone me. <laughs> so that's, that's just not, not something I enjoy doing. And it's, it's hard to be faster than, than a lot of guys on, on those short tight tracks like that and bad starts. It's your night's over before it starts. Um, so obviously leaving Abu Dhabi, I was, it was tough. I was, I was a uh, super negative. I had, <laughs> I vented a lot to my wife about it. Yeah. And it was just like, man, like, um, Look, man, even, tried... even the ultra positive JB, Justin Brayton, not, yeah, not mean, stoked. Right. I mean, it's just, <laughs> it's tough. You know, you travel that far and deal with time change and jet lag and, and being away from family mm-hmm. and, and all that. And you know, this is our off season. This is our time to get better and build. And, I feel like I just wasted two weeks of, of testing and training and, and all this to go race an arena cross. And it's just like, man, like, what am I doing? So yeah, coming back from Abu Dhabi, I was really negative for a good week. You know, Mm -hmm. it it took me, it took me a bit and I finally had to kind of snap out of it and be like, you know what, we got to make the best of this. We got one round left. And then we only have, you know, with Christmas coming up, we only have about three weeks of, of hammer time before Anaheim Mm -hmm. won. So it's, it's, it's crunch time for us right now. So, um, yeah, shifted my mindset and got some good riding in before Australia. And obviously Australia was just like, man, everything came so easy to me. And the riding was just perfect for me every time I went out on the track. So, uh, a lot of positives for me to take away from Australia Mm -hmm. and, uh, and Australia was ran a lot more smoothly and, and you could tell they were, they were a lot more comfortable, um, being at home and, and being, um, familiar with, with, um, just all the, all the stuff you have to deal with as uh, that comes with running a race. So yeah, yeah, it was, it was fun. If they had three, look, the, the cancellation sucked. Like you said, for all the reasons that you spoke of, if they just had three Australian type of rounds, uh, maybe you guys would be a little happier, right? Like a little, yeah, a little more satisfied with the series. Yeah, I think so. And I think there's, there's no reason for us, in my opinion, right. There's no reason for us not to do more than one round in Australia. You know, I mean, it's, it's a long mm-hmm. travel there and back. Like let's stay for a week. Let's do, let's do back to back weekends in Australia. And yep. in my opinion, you know, I don't, I'm not in charge of the logistics obviously and, and all that, but I, it just makes too much sense not, not to make happen. Um, and maybe that's it. That's in their plans for the future. I yeah. have no idea. It's, it's, but it's, it, it's worth it for me. You know, if I'm going to travel that far, let's, let's double it up. Let's get some double nights of racing or, or back-to-back weekends or, or whatever it may be. Like let's, let's, uh, mm-hmm. let's get our bang for our buck. You know, you jumped into the four fifties for the last two rounds, uh, started on two fifties last year. You wrote two fifties. Uh, what was the reasoning behind that? Did, was that something the team asked you to do? Did you ask to do it? I know you had some um, shuffles with Mike and Cole and different things, but how'd that come together? Yeah. So, um, I mean, Going back to last year, the end of the last year's world's rounds, I I was pushing to race a 450 this year, this whole time. Um, okay. Strictly, strictly because of the purse is more. Um, I'm I'm be 30 next year, so this is this is kind of a business to me. You know, I'm I'm here to make money, and I'm 
I'm obviously here to get results, and I know getting results, you get the money. So um, I was pushing for, for 450 right from the bat, and they wanted to keep me on a 250. Um, so we kind of made it work. Mm-hmm. And then after England uh, with the cancellations and stuff, um, from my understanding is the team kind of gave Cole um, an option. Like, hey, if you want to race, cool. If not, no big deal. We'll just you know, go our separate ways or whatever. And um, Cole decided he didn't want to race. So they, they called me up and said, hey, do you want to jump on the 450 for the last two? And I, mm-hmm. I, I jumped on it um, just strictly for, for money um, because there is a bigger purse. And, and I, I mean, I've, it sucks. Like I've, I've been on a 250 for, I don't know, 11 seasons now. Like it's, it's been a long time and it's not, by, it's not by choice, right? Like yeah. I, I'm, I, it's where I can make money and I can't make as much money on a 450. So that's, that's why I'm racing a 250. So, um, I've kind of been saying from the get go that if it was up to me, you know, I, I'd be on a 450 a couple years ago and, and full time. So, um, but no, I, I'm really gelling with the 450 and I'm honestly having a hard time, uh, wanting to go back to a 250 right now at this point especially with the weekend i had so yeah yeah i mean when you've moonlit on the 450 i've talked to you a bunch in america here at the races and you're like really good and then you 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 have a basic a kind of like a, a decent main event and then afterwards you're like man i don't want to get hurt i'm racing the 250s i'm not going all out yeah. you know um which makes me think that as good as you do on the 450 kind of being cautious you could have your ceiling could be even higher you know what i mean um yeah yeah yeah, for sure i think like i mean it's it's hard not to ride a 450 good especially when you you get all that power and and if you can get your bike handling well it's i mean i feel like there's just no limit to how fast you can go right yeah and and i feel like i'm at that point right now i feel like we got my bike handling so good especially before australia you know i just um, just at the practice track, I've had my buddy, uh, Greg, who did my suspension growing up. I just had him come out to the track with me like, Hey, like, just, can you just watch me and, and maybe we can just tinker with some clickers and see if we can get this thing better. I mean, I'm really happy with it now, but I think we can, we can kind of make it just a little bit better. And, and we did that for a couple of days and I was like, Holy crap, we got this thing working mm-hmm. like amazing. So I, I do want to give it an honest attempt and, and be all in on the 450. Um, we're still kind of working that out for next year. Um, I may be racing 450 full time. I might be racing 250 West. I, I don't really know at this point. Um, hoping to get that sorted. Yeah, we got a, we got a month to go, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's that's the other thing is I've been riding the 450 for the last you know six weeks or so. So it's yeah. it's it's easy for me just to keep it going, but. Um, sure. I do. I do very well at, at jumping back and forth, and it's fun for me. I, I like going back and forth between a two fifty and a four fifty. I think it keeps it fresh, and because um, you have to have the two completely different. So, right. um, yeah. Is there anything um, that you would like to take from World Supercross in your the, the two years of doing it uh, and move it to America, or anything that you really like what they do or what they have, uh, whether it's the cardboard tough blocks or uh, the metal finish line ramp or the qualifying procedure or or anything? Is there anything for World Supercross that you're like, hey, man, this is really cool. We should think about this in, in the AMA series. Um, Yeah, I think there's a couple things that, that kind of come to mind. It's kind of tough, too, because I feel like every, every world round we've done has kind of been a little bit of a different format. Mm-hmm. Um, I do kind of like... I mean, we kind of do it here with press day on Friday. I do kind of like the the Friday practice sessions, mm-hmm. um, but I'm I'm not much I'm not much of a practice qualifying guy. I'm more of like uh, let's let's just do one practice and let's get to racing. Yeah. Um. So, uh, and it plays to my advantage. I feel like I'm really quick at learning tracks and stuff. So, I mean that that could be my reasoning behind it, but. Um, but yeah, I mean the cardboard tough blocks. You know, I'm, I'm. To be honest with you, I'm kind of a fan of them. Um, I don't think there's enough at Worlds. Like, I don't think there's enough um, like marking the insides of the turns. Mm-hmm. But man, when you're coming over a jump and there's a there's a tough block in the middle of the track and you know it's cardboard, it's it's a comforting <laughs> feeling. You know? Yeah, really. Um, compared to having tough blocks from America in the middle of the track, you're going for a ride and yep. it's, it's not going to end good. So, 
Um, I mean, you go back, I don't know. I'm assuming you watched the race last weekend, like the last main event, Kenny, Kenny clipped the tough blocks twice. And if those were real tough blocks, like he probably would have been down at least one of those times. Um, so, you know, I'm not, I'm not against the cardboard tough blocks. Mm -hmm. I don't know if, I don't know if the whole track needs to be outlined with them, like maybe sprinkle in some regular ones, but then it's kind of, and then it's tough because what if you think you're landing on a cardboard one and it's a real one? <laughs> yeah, so. Well, uh, I, the tough blocks now, they definitely, like in 30% of the time, they save you and it's great. Yeah. Uh, probably 70% of the time, they just ruin you though. So, um, yeah. you know. Uh, and, hey, I was going to ask you too about, about Cole Seeley. I was stoked yeah. that he was coming back uh, last year. It was awesome. He's a great rider. Good dude. Never came together for him. I talked to him a couple of times, and he was like, man, these 250 guys, like, they're just nuts, right? They're just they're too yeah. aggressive. I'm not used to it. Too much time off, and Cole's a chill, laid-back dude anyways. And then, yeah, he just he disappeared. Uh, didn't want to race anymore. Um, and we've seen many racers, you know, struggle yeah. when they take time off to come back and and do it all, but what'd you, what'd you make of his time, uh, around you being around him? No, I mean, it was fun. I, I really enjoyed being around Cole. You know, I spent some time with him when I was at TLD. Obviously he was, um, Honda 450 then, but, mm -hmm. um, doing the TLD events and, and meet and greets and stuff with him. So kind of knew him a little bit beforehand. And, uh, I mean, he's just a good dude. He's like you said, he's chill. He's laid back. He's, he's fun to be around. He's always joking around and, mm -hmm. um, yeah, and unfortunately, I think it's just a tough. It's a tough balance, in my opinion. When when you when you mentally check out and you mentally retire, mm -hmm. I, I think it's 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 hard to get back into it. You know, I think a lot of uh, the first time things don't go right or don't go your way, you're you're questioning why am I doing this? You know, like this is why I retired. Yeah. You know, so um, I just think it it was tough for him to get back into it and. And it, it, you know, it's, it is what it is, right? Like he, he wanted to do this for fun and, and travel the world with his wife. And, um, he got to do that a little bit, but, um, yeah, I don't, I don't yeah. think he, he regrets anything. I think he had a blast and I, we had a blast with him. Yep. So, um, yeah, I mean, all the best for Cole. I, I, I like hanging around him. He's a good dude. Did you end up making much money from this series and from the team and everything else? Like, was it, uh, you know, you spoke earlier about having to pay the bills and missing out on the races that were canceled. I get that. But the races you did do, was it pretty financially rewarding for you? Um, yeah, it was okay. Um, okay, so just okay, though. Not like, um, yeah, you know. I'm, well, Australia was good. I mean, anytime you're on the podium, it's good. Yep. Um, but then, you know, uh, Abu Dhabi was not good. Uh I got, you know, I got DQ'd that last moto for, for entering the mechanics oh, yeah, that's right. spot. So yeah. it, it bumped me from, you know, seventh overall to 11th overall. So I lost out on, I think it was like almost five grand oh, for shit. that. Okay. So that yeah. was, that was a tough pill to swallow for, especially when I didn't even realize I did anything wrong. I didn't know that was a rule and yeah, that's a whole other thing. But, um, but yeah, I did, I did okay. Mm -hmm. Obviously three races since July you know, it's, I did good, but that's a lot of bills to pay from July to December or November. So, um, yeah, yeah, yep. it, it, it was okay. Right. Right. Uh, Mitchell Oldenburg here on the FXR racing race tech suspension, privateer Island life podcast, FXR pulp MX 30 is the code to save with FXR Mike Brown, Chris Kiefer, Phil, so many guys, uh, wearing FXR and also to race tech guys, uh, doing great work with their gold valves way back in 19, 83 or 84, they started doing those gold valves, and it's a revalve in a box, and they'll give you a discount on it. Pulpamex is the code to save. Pulpamex 23 is the code to save with Racetech. Racetech.com. Thank you to Maxxis Tires as well. Great mountain bike tires, light truck tires, trailer tires, and they have a soft intermediate, intermediate to hard terrain tires. Chase Kessler rode these in the Nationals. Maxxis.com for more information on that. Um, hey, uh, I don't think people realize, Mitchell, that like if you were to look at your – you know, if, if I just said, hey, uh, Mitchell Oldenburg got top five the last two 250 series, um, two Supercross series. I don't know if people would, would, would say, yes, that's true, but but you did. You had good series, and that was with missing around, too. Your team didn't go out to um, Jersey, New Jersey, either. Uh -huh. So uh, I consider those pretty successful seasons for you, especially as a privateer on the Moto Concepts team, all of that. Um, you've got to be happy with that because, you know, one of these podcasts we did not that long ago, you were like, hey – 
I was going to quit, man, until Tony called me and, and you know offered me a chance to ride. And yes, I have to live in SoCal. But other than that, I was going to quit and get on with my life. So kind of a nice rebound for you here, Freckle, the last couple of years <laughs> with good results, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I think it's it's hard to um, improve and get better when you're laid up on the couch. And I had, you know, those bad string injuries for mm-hmm. a couple of years and it just, it wasn't clicking. And, and I finally <laughs> matured a little bit, I guess, uh, finally hit the ground too many, too many times and, you know, realized that, Hey, uh, it's better to, to get a, an okay result on a neat on a night than to, uh, you know, end up in a hospital and, and out on the couch for six weeks. So, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's been good. It's been fun. You know, the 22 was in my eyes, my best year Mm -hmm. I raced, I missed one round because, uh, my daughter was sick with COVID. Um, but, uh, you know, I raced 16 out of 17 races and, um, yeah, I got some good results, made some good money. And then obviously last year, um, kind of the same thing raced every race that I was scheduled to, uh, with the team and, um, Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. I mean, I've been been putting it together, and I think honestly, to be to be completely honest, I think that summer that you know I was over it and I was building fences, and mm-hmm. and I kind of learned that there is life after racing, and and uh, you know I'm not I'm not scared for this to end anymore. You know, I, I I know what I know. There's opportunities out there for me after racing. Yeah. Um. And it's it's always a uh, it's always scary when when you think you're you're done racing because you know I'm not I'm not a guy who can retire off of what I've made from racing you know I I, yeah. I got to get a job when this is done you know I got I got to figure it out after this so um yeah kind of just been enjoying it and and trying to make it last as long as I can and you know if it were to end tomorrow then we'll get back to work and right. figure out what's next almost so. like the pressure of results you didn't know any different right because you just was racing your whole life and you just needed to get results and stay healthy and you know blah 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 and then when you took that step away mentally it almost like maybe took pressure off of you and allowed you to perform better just knowing that it's not the end of the world i don't know yeah yeah makes sense yeah exactly yeah yeah exactly and and honestly like i i learned a lot with with fencing, like, uh, you know, bidding jobs and mm-hmm. I, I caught myself, you know, you know, bidding jobs too low to get the job and then I'm not making any money off the job. So it's like, well, this wasn't even worth it. I worked my ass off to make pennies. Yeah. So it kind of related to, to racing, you know, like taking jobs for teams for, for pennies and, just to keep the dream alive. It's like, okay, well this isn't getting me anywhere. You know, I've still got to go figure out how to make more money to, to cover my costs and stuff like that. So, you know, I, I'm not that summer, you know, I told myself I'm not touching a dirt bike next year unless my salary is X amount, because if it's not X amount, then yeah, I mean, I got to figure something else out. So, um, yeah, it was, it's, it's been good. You know, I've, I've learned a lot and I've grown up a lot over the year or the last couple of years. So, and, and Genova has been super helpful with that too. Just, the business side of it, you know, he's a, he's a businessman at the end of the day. And, um, he's helped me understand that, you know, if it, it basically, if it doesn't make money, it doesn't make sense. So mm-hmm. it's been good. How bummed were you when the team didn't head out to Jersey? I mean, I don't know how soon you knew that was going to happen or if that was always part of the plan, but it might've cost you fourth overall in the series. Uh, were you super bummed or like, what, what, um, what was that all about? Yeah. At, at the time, at the time it was, it was a hard pill to swallow. Mm-hmm. Um, just because, you know, I, I was healthy and, um, uh, I've never missed a race being healthy. So, right. um, it was, yeah, it was, it was a lot of headbutting with the team at the time, but, you know, looking back, I, I understand why, you know, from a, from a business side of it for, you know, Genova to take a semi and mechanics and drivers from California to New York for one guy who in reality I mean, I make two grand on the night. Yep. And the way it turned out with it being a mud race, destroying a dirt bike. And, good point too. Yeah, it, did, it I w- mean, would have been a disaster. Yeah, it would have been it would have been a disaster. I mean, the amount of money that would have spent just to get there, and then let alone that bike is garbage at the end of the night. Yep. 
it, it, it sucked. Don't get me wrong. I was, I was bummed and it, it sucked. But like I said, from a business side of it, mm-hmm. and I'm looking at it through Genova's eyes, like it makes complete sense. Why, why would we go? Because, you know, fourth in the championship is awesome. Don't get me wrong, but is fourth really that much different than fifth? No, it's not. It's, nope. So, I mean, it, it is what it is. Um, did you have any interest from any other teams uh, for this year? Uh, uh, signing up with anybody? Did any, anybody contact you? Or like you said, like you're in a good place. It's you're riding well. Um, Moto Concepts has a unique contract structure for sure. Um, yeah. Did you did you have any interest or? Um, I mean, there was a couple teams that reached out. Yep. Um, but I've kind of made it clear from from day one with anybody who reaches out to me is I'm I'm not moving again. I've I've moved to California, to Florida, back to California, to Texas, back to California. Like I'm done moving. <laughs> I thought <laughs> you wanted just, to go back to Texas, though. No, I, no, I'm in I'm in Texas. Oh, you are. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I've I kept my house when I signed with Moto Concepts. Yep. I kept my house in Texas, um, and I just rented a place out in California oh, so for they, the time. So, so they were good with you going back then, because at, at some um, point they weren't, right? Yeah, yeah. It, it it's been a little. Um, <laughs> evolving challenging i guess <laughs> you know it's it's tough you know i mean they i understand it right they they don't have eyes on me when i'm here they don't know what i'm doing right right they have they have no idea if i'm even riding so um we've had to kind of gain some trust with each other over it um but i think we're in a good place now and good. and Tony and i especially especially have have come to the agreement that like you know he trusts me i trust him um results aren't based off of where i've been riding during the week um Mm -hmm. some weekends are good some weekends are bad and that's just how it goes so right um but yeah shipping costs too for teams are a lot like it's yeah it just crushes a lot of smaller teams to ship motors yeah you know do all that so i get for sure i get it from their end too for sure and i'm 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 pretty good like i'm i'm pretty good mechanic i can i can do i'd say 99 percent of of what um, a practice mechanic would need to do. Okay. Um, and I have, I have buddies around here who can do the other 1% that I, I might need a little help doing. So like, like wheel bearings and, and that kind of things. Right. So, but as far as like swapping engines and tires and and Mm -hmm. suspension and all that, like, I mean, I was, yeah, I was a privateer for what, three years and I was my own mechanic. So, um, yeah, I'm pretty good at it, but yeah, I'm I'm done moving. Um, so, my son. So when a team contacted you, you're like, "Well, we got whatever happens. I'm not. I'm staying in Texas." Yeah, basically, I mean, my son starts school next year. It's like, yeah. I'm not. I'm not putting him in school in in California or Florida or North Carolina or wherever just to to move him around the next year. Mm-hmm. Like, this is where I'm going to be when I retire is Texas. So I want my kids to to go to school where we're going to be and. And we've got a nice community here, so it's like this is this is home, and it's going to be home. So, so is twenty twenty four. Did you sign another year with MCR? Do you have two years to go, or is it year by year um, at this point? It's it's year by year at this yep. point. Um, we've kind of Genova and I. To be honest with you, I haven't signed anything mm-hmm. yet. Genova and I just have a right a good understanding of what we're going to do, and um, I trust him, he trusts me, and we're kind of in this together. So, um, as kind of scary as that can be i've i've learned to trust him mm-hmm. uh he hasn't given me a reason not to trust him um you know i understand he's he's got his his business to handle and um i also understand that he has my best interests at heart so um yeah it's nice to have that that trust with him so um so yeah are you riding with john short and harlan and those dudes or where do you ride um, yeah, yeah. I ride with John quite a bit. Uh, obviously Grant got hurt, yeah. which is a bummer. Um, but I rode with them a little bit this summer and but yeah, with Cartwright and all those guys, like the, Cartwright that, that and one place. Henry Miller. Oh, okay. Yep. I didn't know. Ryder Floyd. So we got, we actually have a really good group of guys around here. Yeah. Um, that we all work together too. You know, we do the motos together and, and it's cool to see the progress with, with everybody. So. Did you tell those guys to like not tell anybody that you rode with them? Because I feel like I'm in a group text with a bunch of them, and yeah. uh, I, I did podcasts with them, and and no one really that I can remember mentioned you riding there. Maybe it was like super down low, no. freckle. I don't know. No, oh, okay. no. I mean, I'm kind of, <laughs> I mean, I'm kind of the one organizing it all. I, I mean, I try to get everyone on yeah. the same page because I mean, it's tough having supercross tracks in Texas because there is only 
seven, eight of us total. Yeah. Yep. And if, if two of us are going to this track and two of us are going to that other track and, and one's going to that track, like there's mm-hmm. no reason for these, these people to have tracks anymore. So yeah. I try to keep everyone together and try to get everyone to go to one track each day so we can kind of keep, keep it growing around mm-hmm. here. So, um, let me ask you about Harlan then. I, I, I do, uh, good dude. Uh, I think he'll be ready for Anaheim from what I understand. Um, what, what, what do you think? Like he really became a guy this year. He was so solid, yeah. uh, great shape, troll training and blue crew. And he, he tells me all about that, but you know, you as an older guy, um, what do you, what did you see for him to take that leap this year? I honestly, it's like, I, I, I kind of felt it the same with me in 22 and, mm-hmm. and that's just the consistency of racing. Okay. You know, racing every weekend and getting in the groove and, you know, the training consistency of training weekly. And it's just another, you know, it it becomes just another Saturday, you know? Yep. And, and I think that's the biggest thing I see with, with riders when they do take that leap, you know, confidence, he just kept it rolling, you know, good result after good result. And then, even when it is, you know, middle season, end of season, you're tired and you're, you're worn out and things are getting tougher. You're what I, what I've been saying is like your autopilot is just at such a high level that it's easy for you to, to keep it going. Um, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Uh, and I think that, that was the best thing for him. You know, I think obviously making Anaheim one main event right off the bat was a huge confidence boost for him. And then I think he, he had a couple rough races there, but then w- once he started making every main event and it was like, he was popping off, you know, 15th and then 14th and 13th and, and just climbing the ladder. Like mm-hmm. it, it's just kind of a steamroll effect. So, um, I think that's why he's progressed so much this year. And obviously having troll training in a, in a structure to follow, mm-hmm. um, fo- it helps, um, had some good guys riding with. We rode out yep. at Master Pools a lot this summer. So obviously Ty had a really good summer. He's seeing Ty every during the week riding and and uh yeah, I think it's just a mixture of all of it. Sure. Yeah, and I guess like you said, you've been there a little bit. You can see the the leap that a guy makes and yeah. why, you know. Uh, yeah. Hey, you you did the SMX round um for the uh for the team and I talked to you there and you were like, "Yeah, it's not really 100%, you know." ready to be here type deal. Um, what'd you make of it though? What'd you think of the, uh, the LA Coliseum and SMX and, and all of that? Again, you weren't at your sharpest, but, uh, what'd you think? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was, I thought it was a blast. Yeah. I mean, uh, it was, it was cool. I like I like the, obviously the, um, I guess history behind the Coliseum and, and, um, just the, the stadium in itself mm-hmm. is, is really badass. So, um, yeah, like you said, I wasn't, it it was kind of a, a last minute thing, you know, it wasn't planning on doing any of the SMX rounds. And, um, originally we were supposed to leave that Sunday to go to Singapore for the next world round. So, um, we didn't really plan on doing that race until we found out that those world rounds got canceled. Mm-hmm. Um, and at that point it was like, I'm just going there to make as much money as I can. And sure. kind of had a goal and, and, you know, um, some guys that I, I thought I could beat and wanted to beat and my goal was top 12 and I ended up 13th on the night. So it, it, it was good. I made, made some good money for, for one, one race and I, I didn't spend very much money doing it. So it was a, a success for sure. All right. Uh, Mitchell Oldenburg here on the, uh, FXR racing race, Texas mentioned privateer Island pod. Thank you to the folks at firepower, firepower parts, man. Dino crushed it lately. Australian champion, third overall in world supercross on the firepower Honda. Uh, super stoked that Dean rode well, Mitchell, uh, on his firepower. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, yeah. Firepowerparts.com, oils, chains, batteries. Check them out at your local dealer. Uh, Firepower Parts, Max Anstey winning also uh, with the Firepower uh, team. So uh, Uribe and the Firepower Honda guys are absolutely doing great things with those guys. And check out Firepower Parts for more information on that. And also, too, Zools, uh, let Zools help pack your passion. Pulp 23 the code to save all the bags overbuilt and underpriced. Uh, Zools pride themselves on offering not only quality, but practical functionality as well. And Zools was born from an extensive background in the luggage and moto industry. So thank you to the folks at Zools Bags for coming on board. Uh, Roost MX, Seat Concepts, Namira, Maxis, uh, Firepower all on board with us as well. All right, Mitchell. So for 
2024, uh, Tony Alessi was um, at the SMX round talking to him and Davey Coombs, and he made mention like, hey, we really want to get in the SMX thing. Um, it's good exposure. It's good money. All of that. Um, we want to do some motocross races on the West Coast. We want to do uh, – he was saying some supercrosses on the East and all the West. Is that still the plan? Even if you're riding a 450, like do you see yourself at, uh, doing a little bit of everything this year to make SMX a little easier? Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, as far as I know, that's the plan. That's mm-hmm. the last um, we we've discussed of it. Um, I mean, there's just there's just too much money there to pass up, right? Like it's yeah. uh, it's such a good opportunity for for uh, guys like us who, um, you know, we make we make a good living, but to to up it even more is is obviously you got to jump on it. So, um, not sure. Not really sure how I feel about outdoors. Um, yeah, it's been it's so, been five years for me. So yeah, 2019. It looks like you did some. Yeah, so um, <laughs> I I really don't know what to expect at this point. Uh, with us, you know, we had talked about it this summer and and kind of this fall um, about doing outdoors next year. So I I put a little bit of focus um, towards the tail end of summer and the mm-hmm. fall. Um, riding outdoors back home and, and racing because I mean the last five years I've maybe rode I don't know ten to fifteen times of outdoors in four years yeah yeah so so not much outdoor time but um, yeah I got pretty comfortable on it and you know there's those days like man I, I'm I'm ready I want to go race outdoors and then you know the next day you're tired and it's yeah. hot and you don't want to do motos and it's like yeah nah I'm I'm, I'm good with uh, with skipping outdoors so mm-hmm. I don't know we'll see how it goes I I might be you know, I'd like to finish somewhere around 10th, but I don't even know if I'll be good enough to score points at this point. So <laughs> the, the expectations are all, the expectations are all over the map for you. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> would you probably do those on a 450, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah for I, sure. I would guess it's cheaper. It's easier. All of that. So yeah, you, I've, I've told them I, I don't, I will not race a 250 outdoors again. <laughs> it's not happening. <laughs> so if you do 450s, if the team agrees to leave you on a 450 and you do West Coast 450, some East Coast, I mean, is there any way you can, like, I don't, and I don't even know, like, if you talk to Genova or Tony for this, but God, like, is there any way you can throw your bike in with somebody and, and, and pay him a bit of money and show up as a full privateer and do the ones that the team isn't at? That would be a real as shame far, for you, I think. As as far as outdoors goes? No, I, indoor, super cost. Yeah. Super okay. Cost. Um, I don't know, honestly. I haven't really yeah. given given it much thought. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, hopefully, you know, it is what it is. I've kind of learned that, you know, um, championship results. Obviously, this is 250 championship, too. I know there's a points fund for the 450 championship, mm-hmm. but championship results, you know, they really don't mean anything unless you win. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they do, but they don't. Um, like I said earlier, like is, is fourth that much better than fifth? Like not really. I think both, um, both is really good for, for your status as a privateer and what you're yeah. doing. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. I think so. So, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I, I haven't really mentioned it or, or thought of it. So mm-hmm. um, I'm sure it, it would be worth a discussion for sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I just see you as a, Eighth to twelfth, four fifty guy. When everything yeah. gets settled, you know, and that's pretty damn good to me. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, you know, so that's that's kind of where I would hope to be and mm-hmm. where I'm, I'm thinking I'm being. You know, I mean, eighth being maybe a night where you know everything's clicking for me and mm-hmm. I get a little help with some some tip overs and and you know incidents for other riders. Um, obviously, don't wish anyone gets hurt, um, mm-hmm. but you know how those nights go. And, yeah. And, um, yeah, I, th- I would I would be stoked on that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I think that'd be that'd be pretty sweet, just to keep keep your going and and keep making money and all of that, right? But then again, yeah, yeah uh, uh, it is what it is, and you you know you're beholden to the team a little bit, right? Yeah. Um, hey, uh, your teammate there, Vince Fries, uh he was the talk of social media uh, for the the Abu Dhabi round, Ab- Abu Dhabi round, and then um, you know some of the stuff that I saw, like the the hard contact passes on Dino and, and Joey, uh, I had no problem with, um, it's aggressive. Sure. But that's what Vince is. And it's arena cross and you know, whatever, uh, to me, as long as you're not T-boning, it's okay. But then Joey was on the pulp show, not happy with cross jumping, brake checking, all of that. When he got bumped off the track and just kept going, that just makes me shake my head. I would tell him that to his face. Anyways, uh, there was drama in your pits. We saw on social media with, with your the owner of firepower Honda. Do you, 
you just try to stay out of a freckle? <laughs> yeah. Do you say, hey, Vince, Vince, what would you do? <laughs> Uh, no, I, I, I have nothing to do with any of it. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm friends with everybody mm-hmm. and I want to keep that's it a, that way. I think that's a true statement. You are literally like, yeah. I don't know anybody has been like, fuck Oldenburg. Like, I don't know. Anybody. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't have any issues with anybody as, as far as I know. Um, obviously I've had some run-ins with people, but, yeah. but I, you know, it, it's racing. It's, it happens. Um, I mean, you put I, I don't know. I don't even know what to say. Like you mm-hmm. put, you put these guys on an arena cross track. Like, I mean, yeah. you, I, I always had the mentality you go to race an arena cross, you expect to get taken out and, and whether that's right or wrong. I mean, that's, that's not for me to decide, but yeah, um, that's arena I, cross, I yeah. never, yeah. I mean, I never, I never watched the race from Abu Dhabi. Um, I was, <laughs> was behind. It, was it, just ma- it was just going to make you too mad when you thought. Yeah, <laughs> like I, like like I said earlier, yeah. like Abu Dhabi was it was such a a waste of time to me. Yeah, that I was just so over it. I didn't want to get caught up in it. I didn't. I didn't even care. Um, yeah, I steer clear of it. I'm I'm good friends with Vince. Uh, he's been nothing but great to me. Um, and I'm I mean I'm friends with with everyone else who's yeah. had run-ins with them. I mean, and they, there's a certain point in my opinion that you have to realize who you're racing mm-hmm. and this is just my opinion on it um and i think where listen i'll say this right off the bat and and i know this is going to surprise a lot of people but vince is the smartest guy racer i've ever been around mm-hmm. he thinks of every scenario every like everything he overthinks everything Mm -hmm. and it is like mind-blowing some of the stuff he says that i'm just like wow i never even that never even crossed my mind right but that is such a like a great point he's a bit like a beautiful Um, mind guy i think with his ocd stuff and all that right like we know he's got a little bit of a you just see all the ticks he's got right on the starting yeah and and so that indicates to me that he's a real thinker you know yeah you know oh huge and i think that's where he gets he gets people going during the race because he he makes people lose their minds <laughs> and and it's like you gotta outsmart sure. him but yeah. it's so hard to outsmart him because he's so smart when it comes to knowing what is happening around him mm-hmm. so um yeah i mean that's really all i gotta say about it i don't i mean there's uh, like i said yeah I- i've always said like look he's not a popular dude in the pits. Uh, he doesn't have a lot of friends among the the, the big name guys. You know, yeah. I, I made jokes about parties in Temecula, right? And but some of what I'm talking about is that it's a little our pits are a little high school clickish. And if he was a little more popular with other guys, some of those moves would just be like, "Hey, man, that's hard racing." But, oh, 100%. but, but people love to gang up. They love to pick on. And I'm not defending, like I said, the move where he got bumped off the track and kept going, I mean, that's bullshit. He, he can't do yeah. that. But the, the the passes and stuff, some of that stuff, I, I'll stand by it, man. He, it's If the same guy who's popular does that pass, everyone just goes, oh, okay. Yeah, I think so. And, I mean, it, it's kind of like – that's why I – this is going to sound kind of fangirlish, but why I admire, like, the Lawrence brothers so much. Mm-hmm. Like, they have never made an excuse – you know, like anytime, um, you know, like I, Anaheim two triple crown this year, I, I accidentally took out jet mm-hmm. and I went to apologize and he's like, yeah, no big deal. Like I put myself in that position. That's what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know? And it's like, they, they always point the finger at themselves before pointing it at someone else. And it's just something that's like, if you, if you don't want to get caught up in it, start in front of them. Right. And it's hard to do because Vince is, I mean, he's got starts down to a science. It's, it is. it's ridiculous. Yeah. I've learned so much from him on starts. It's oh, like, have you? So you've, you've asked oh him. Oh my God. Yeah. 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 Oh, we've, we've worked on, I mean, my starts, I pulled three out of the four hole shots in, in Australia mm-hmm. this weekend. And I mean, I'm a good starter, yeah. but yeah. what I've learned from him has made me, I feel like a really good starter. I just got to maybe dial it in and make it more consistent. Mm-hmm. Um, but just, when it, I mean, setting a bike up for a start, like I've, that's never even crossed my mind. Like anytime I've done a bad start, I've always thought like I'm doing something wrong. Yeah. Yeah. When it's, it's just, 
yeah, it's it's crazy to, to think of, but yeah. Interesting. Um, yeah. Hey, off the bike, off the track, uh, Australia and Abu Dhabi, um, what'd you think? Do uh, you have much time to sightsee, hang out? What'd you think of the two countries and that kind of stuff? Um, yeah, I mean, Abu Dhabi was cool. I've obviously never been there. Um, it's tough going to a foreign country kind of by yourself. I mean, we're with teammates and mm-hmm. stuff, but it's, it's, everyone's kind of dealing with the jet lag and, and the, the recovery and stuff on their own terms. So, um, didn't do too much sightseeing in, in Abu Dhabi. Um, like I said, just being mm-hmm. by myself, I yep. wasn't going to go do the roller coasters and Ferrari world and stuff by myself. So, right. <laughs> um, and then obviously I, I've been to Melbourne a handful of times. So this, this trip to, to Melbourne, it was just kind of a fly in fly out. Um, Mm-hmm. Kind of keep it mellow like a normal race. So, did you did um, you get upgraded or did you sit and coach the whole way? Uh, I, got, I sat and coach, but our, our our plane was empty, so I got a whole row to myself. Uh, so it wasn't it wasn't too bad. That's okay. Yeah, that's that's at least a little doable, yeah. right? Yeah, for sure. Do, uh, do you have any Phil stories from Australia? Oh, other than him fucking crashing in front of me in uh, mm-hmm. in Abu Dhabi. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good job, no, Phil. Uh, yeah, thanks, Phil. Um, no, no, Phil stories. Okay. Uh, he's funny, man. He's 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 something else. That's he, for sure. He's a unique guy. Yeah, uh, I always I like to give him shit. I, he's the uh, he's the toughest. How do I say it? The softest, softest, toughest tough person guy. I yes. know. Yeah, uh, you're a hundred percent right. <laughs> he really, he really is a good dude. Um, yeah, he you is. Know, uh, you know what? I, I tell the story. The last dog we had that passed away, I got one text from like a, you know, from like a, a motocross guy and it was Phil, like, yeah. you know, over a dog passing away. Right. Oh yeah. Um, you know, so yeah, he's a softy. You're right. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know who it was in, in Melbourne. Somebody on a Suzuki jumped into him and took him out. Uh, okay. and I don't know who it was, but we were playing it on our, one of our group texts over and over. And he was getting so mad, and he and he said the rider told him, what was I supposed to do? And Phil said, at that moment, I lost my mind on him. <laughs> the, Phil, it was coming into a turn, Phil singled, and the dude just jumped into Phil in the back of him. It was yeah. just great. Oh, oh it's fantastic. I love it. So, yeah. uh, so, all right, Mitchell. So, 450 Supercross is what we want to do for 2024. Yeah. That's what we're hoping to do. Yep. All right. Should we call Tony and just just make it happen, or just call I mean, it over? It, or what do we do? It, I mean, it just it just comes down to the dollars. <laughs> I mean, I told them from the get go, sign me up for whatever I can make the most money doing. So, yeah. um, well, yeah, it's kind of looking like it's going to be two fifty, but we'll see. Listen, man. Like I said, if you were to ask some people, hey, did Oldenburg get top five the last two years in two fifty class? I don't know how many people would say yes. Uh, it's really mm-hmm. impressive seasons. Very, very impressive. Yeah. There's factory riders. In front of you, behind you, you know, I, I got I caught some shit from Genova over a Max <laughs> Volin comment, you know, uh, um, yeah, uh, all of this stuff. I think, uh, yeah, you've maybe never ridden better. Um, well, when you were on the Privateer Yamaha with Jimmy, top Jimmy, God, you were fast, Freckle. <laughs> yeah, but I crashed a lot. <laughs> yeah, you did. You, you really couldn't hold it together. But holy yeah. shit, were you fast at times. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> no, you listen, you've hit a new plateau, man. You're really, really solid. It's awesome to see. It's great for the team. Uh, it's really good for you. And, um, you know, like, yeah, let's let's keep it going, right? So Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's been fun. It's, uh, it's been good clicking off races and, mm-hmm. and keeping it behind the gate. So, yeah. Um, just got to keep doing it. I feel like too, like you, you're such a grounded guy. Uh, you're such a normal dude. You know, I remember talking to you last year. You're like, Chet Lawrence is unbelievable. He's so fast. <laughs> you weren't like a typical racer oh where you God. were like, yeah, you know, I'm just a little dude. bit, I'm a little bit off of him. Like I, I'm not far off. Like, you know how racers talk, right? Oh no. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. It, I'm not racing jet. And I was happy to see him move up to the 450 class. So, and yeah. now I might be racing him again, but yeah. I've, I've had this joke all summer that I've been telling my wife. I was like, I want to be like Jet Lawrence when I grow up. And he's <laughs> 10 years younger than me. Or yeah, whatever. really, like, right? Golly, he's just, dude. he's so perfect. At Paris, it's, at Paris, uh, he swept everything the first night. And I was like, I, I went to bed that night. I'm like, he ain't losing tomorrow. Like, there's just no, no way. Like, he starts, everything's perfect. Now, he did crash, and he did get bad starts, so he's a little mortal that way. Yeah, but, yeah. But I was like, holy shit, look at this dude. You oh, know? my God. Like, Webb, Roxon, nothing. And, yeah. Dude, and Hunter's like, a, a, I mean, a quarter of a notch behind him. Yeah. 
Like yep. it's not even it's not even they I mean they could swap bikes and you wouldn't even know who's who. Yeah, it's they're just it's unreal. Yeah, Hunter surprised me like kind of like when I wrap my head around talking about the next year's season because that's what we do as media guys. I kind of put Hunter like hey, he's like Osborne or Dino or AP or any 250 champ moving up. He's mm-hmm. a 5 to 10 guy to start. But man, I may have to rethink that. Oh, I I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if they go 1 2 a lot this year to be honest with you. Really? You think so? I, you I, think Sexton and Tomac and Hunter is is there? I mean, there's going to be those races I think where it, yeah. Yeah. I, I do. Okay. Especially maybe maybe not so much supercross but outdoors. Yep. I mean I don't know. Those okay. those two, I mean. Yeah. No, listen, man. They've only uh, got yeah. they've only gotten better every like they they're only getting so much better every year. It does seem they've, that way. <laughs> they've never came in and it's been like, okay, like people are close to them. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't know. Yeah, Hunter had some rough injury years there, but yes, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he's, he's past that. We'll talk about time on the bike and time on the track, what you said earlier. Yeah. Right? That's what Hunter's been able to do, just build build blocks, you know, yep. uh, week in and week off. And now he's like, yeah, so it was it was something else. But yeah, I always, yeah. always laugh when I think about interviewing you and you're like, He's just so good, dude. He's so good. I mean, I was so – I think you got second or third to him in a heat race or something. I don't remember. but Yeah, something, yeah. Yeah, you were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's like I won, you know, or whatever. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, well, cool, man. Hey, thank you for the time. Always good to catch up, Freckle, on the yeah. uh, FXR Racing Race Tech Privateer Island pod. Good luck with everything, man, um, and I'm sure I'll see you in Anaheim. Uh, thanks again for yep. doing this. Awesome. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Thanks for listening, everybody. Appreciate it. FXR Race Tech privateer island podcast always fun to do these uh thank you to seat concepts if you're looking for a seat seat cover complete seat whatever it is whether you're hitting the motocross track or gearing up for the trek across the country seat concepts has a seat for you pulpamex 23 is the code to save they've been saving asses since 2009 they offer a wide variety of seat options from stylish replacement covers to complete seats as well as various height and width profiles each seat incorporates a proprietary foam formulation as well. So thank you to the folks at Seat Concepts uh, for coming on this pod. All right. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. See you next week.